You're listening to MedPoint's Half Hour of Health, live on AM980 or online at am980.ca. Got a question about healthcare, dieting, exercising? Give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your host, Ron Young. Welcome to the program. Every Saturday morning, 10 a.m., MedPoint Health Half Hour. Myself, Ron Young, joined alongside Peter Martone. We love bringing you all the health news that we can. Don't we, Pete? We do. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Peter. Um, yeah, we. It's, it's our duty as healthcare professionals to try and spread the word and also uh, keep, you know, just keep people informed and, and helping people to make wise decisions, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, we at MedPoint really preach a proactive approach to healthcare because sometimes if you don't take a proactive approach, well, it can take your life suddenly, mm-hmm. which is very unfortunate. Of course. Um, we have many services. If this is the first time that you're listening to this program, I'm going to encourage you right now to log on to our website, medpoint.ca. It was constructed by yours truly, Peter Martone. I did. I thought I was going to point the finger at me, eh? I would have been disappointed. I said yours truly, so it's kind of a tease. <laughs> Teasy. Um, great webpage, though, and we have a ton of services on there. If you're looking to exercise more, we have fitness plans available for you. If you're looking to uh, eat better, mm-hmm. dietitian coaching, nutritionist coaching. If you're looking for a, a, a yearly medical, we have that. We have different levels of that even. Absolutely. If you're looking for a specialist, um, we have a bunch of those on staff. Dermatology, cardiology. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, different pediatrics. We have them yeah. in, in located specifically in Byron. Yeah, and uh, we have retreats, wellness, wellness. It's all awesome. corporate wellness. All there's we, we've we've reached into many different avenues of health, and we're trying to help as many people as we can. Yeah, so. well, and that's the goal overall. I mean, uh, yeah, we do have a ton of services available, and that's one thing that we really say about our facility, like. This is here for everybody to take advantage of. If you're listening right now and you think automatically, oh, a healthcare show, I'm going to just tune this out. Well, guess what? I'm sure Hit that the there's somebody that you know who could benefit from some of the advice that we give. Mm-hmm. Perhaps uh, yourself, if uh, you need to shed a few pounds before you get in that swimsuit this summer, mm-hmm. uh, that can be people's desire or disease prevention. That's mm-hmm. one of the big things people don't often think about when it comes to their health care. So we are here for you. That's medpoint.ca. we got a great program coming up for you all listening now. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that we want to talk about in this program is just a comparison of healthcare systems across our very own country. Mm-hmm. It's easy to compare Ontario and what we know against many other healthcare systems. Uh, healthcare is across the world, mm-hmm. right? But what about within our own country? How does it stack up? So, Pete, where do you want to start with this article? Because this one is, uh, there's tons of stats here. Do you want to talk about some of the pros that Ontario really comes away with? Yeah, well, I guess wait times. According to this study or, or the stats they, they derived is Ontario comes in first for the shortest wait times, mm-hmm. followed by Quebec and then followed by Alberta. Wow. Um Obviously, one huge critic of, critic of our healthcare system is wait times, but actually in Ontario, we have the best out of Canada. And perhaps that's because we have more technology available, more locations. I mean, although the population is much larger, mm-hmm. uh, there are probably more facilities uh, compared to 
uh, Manitoba, even the territories, none of it, stuff yeah. like that. Like they have to travel a large distance to sometimes get this testing that they require. Mm-hmm. So the next time you're sitting in a merge for four hours to get something checked out, maybe we should be grateful that we no have people able to serve us in emergency situations to begin with. Um, uh, when it comes to spending, now this is another thing that we criticize quite a bit. Uh, spending, we always think we're spending way too much. And in some areas, albeit, yes, we are. There is a lot of areas where we can trim and we can try and uh, cut costs in our healthcare system. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to spending the dollars wisely and efficiently, Quebec and Ontario are at the front of the pack. And I would argue that, it, again, it's because we have such a large population, we need to make sure that everything is uh, picked apart. You know, you're very analytical, Peter, mm-hmm. um, you know, with uh, the population of Ontario and with the uh, centers that we have, we need to make sure that we are very smart with our money because we are, we could essentially be a gigantic strain on our oh, country. A huge strain, huge, huge, huge strain. Um, doctor, so- doctor shortage, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst province for this is Quebec, where over 26% of the Quebecois they don't have a family doctor. Right. Um, Ontario ha- comes in fourth with about 8.41% of the population don't have a family doctor. Wow. Um, Nova Scotia was, uh, was the best, and they only said 6% of their population doesn't have a family doctor. So, But can you believe Quebec, over a quarter of their population does not have a family doctor. So right. where are they going? What are, what, are, what are they using? I guess walk-in clinics and stuff like that, mm-hmm. most, most likely. Which puts a strain on the system, you know? Yeah, or perhaps they think they're healthy enough that they don't... They don't need one. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's difficult to gauge what goes through people's minds. I mean, it's very admirable that only 6% of residents um, in Nova Scotia don't have one. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I think uh, a lot of that goes into the fact that it's, you know, again, I'll say it again, population size is a smaller population center in Nova Scotia, obviously. Mm-hmm. People are probably more tight-knit in that community uh, and, and in the surrounding communities. And, um, you know, they, they uh, have uh, almost a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, they, they feel like they, they know their family doctor mm-hmm. well. That relationship is there. It's mm-hmm. established. Um, they want to support their family doctor and their family doctor wants to pour into their lives as well. Or you could look at the other side of the picture. What if there just isn't enough doctors? That's right? true. Because you are in a smaller place and more doctors can serve maybe more people. Um, where in Quebec, maybe there's a lot of people but less doctors and obviously they're they're strained and you just you just can't get one. Yeah. They're just not taking patients. So and I know that's a a concern that our, our president talks about all the time and, and the doctor shortages that were were forthcoming because of pay cuts and things like that. So mm-hmm. well let's toss out a couple more stats and then we'll take a quick commercial break. But um, prescription drugs, Quebec, uh, is right on top of that. Um, 89% of Quebecers have a prescription drug plan. Uh, Alberta in second place at 80% and Ontario in third place with 78%. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, all uh, drug expenses are kept very low. Ontario, BC, Alberta. Very low. They said that, um, 
Um, they don't have to spend more than 3% of their after-tax income on prescri- prescription drugs. So. That's great, actually. Yeah. That's pretty low. I know. I realize uh, having young children that uh, the drug plan really comes into effect because, you know, it, it's it's one thing to for my wife and I to get antibiotics once every nine months when we're, you know, really sick. But with kids and they're picking up all the bugs uh, all the time, it is very beneficial. Like I got a an inhaler and and uh, something else for for one of my twins, and it came up to like ninety dollars. Mm-hmm. And after my drug plan, it was like five. Mm-hmm. It was something, great. Something yeah. like that. Um, we can continue on here. Nursing homes, Ontario doesn't fare well in that category. The province only offers forty five beds per one thousand seniors over the age of sixty five. Wow, that puts us in sixth place. Again, Quebec is is one of the worst, offering offering only thirty one beds per one thousand seniors. So, so the lesson there is don't age. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you stay healthy, age is just a number. Yeah, right. Very true. So, anyway, a few of the uh, stats being thrown out there, and uh, you can rest assured that Ontario actually does do fairly well in 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 a healthcare perspective. But but it doesn't mean that we can't get better. Exactly, there's always room for improvement. So. That's the thing. And there are a lot of costs uh, like, uh, you know, smoking, uh, over excessive drug use, different things like that, where it is a self-inflicted blow to our healthcare system because now we're having to support people uh, with mental uh, issues uh, mm-hmm. because of drug-related Obesity. use. Obesity because of high sugar diets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, as much as our healthcare is good, we cannot continue to go down the path that we're going on. And that's mm-hmm. why being proactive and preventative is even more important now than ever. And that's why we encourage you to visit medpoint.ca and you can check out our services like we were talking about. Speaking of one uh, unnecessary or potentially unnecessary cost to our healthcare system, knee surgeries, Peter. We uh, are, you know, we know all about the knee mm-hmm. from uh, an anatomical standpoint and we are very athletic and uh, we use our knees quite often, right? All the time, every day. Every day. Every day. Everybody uses them every day. We're going to be talking about how uh, arthroscopic surgery for the knee, could it potentially be an un- 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 unnecessary cost? <laughs> Useless. Yeah, in our, in our healthcare system. So we'll, we'll chat about that right after this. You're listening to MedPoint's Half Hour of Health, live on AM980 or online at am980.ca. The most interesting health news, advice, and your calls at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Once again, here's your host, Ron Young. Hey, I want to welcome everybody back to the show. Of course, every Saturday morning, 10 a.m., MedPoint Health Half Hour. Pete, I might need to see a speech therapist after that last segment there. That's all right. I had a little good laugh. Unnecessary cost. Unnecessary. Unnecessary cost. Yeah, unnecessary. An unnecessary cost. I was just saying it too quick. An unnecessary cost. Yeah, that's all right. So speaking of unnecessary costs, (laughs) um, knee surgeries, Mm -hmm. arthroscopic knee surgeries. Pete, when I sent you this article earlier in the week so that we could do a bit of research and digging on it, um, you'd mentioned that your dad is actually waiting for knee surgery. So yeah, well, he recently got some knee surgery because he has a torn meniscus, and he 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 didn't like it. didn't It didn't feel like it helped him okay. in the long run. And so he's he went and got another MRI, and he's getting another another um, uh, 
review, I guess, from a okay. different from a different doctor. To second see opinion, yeah, yeah, second opinion, exactly. So, but I guess that's a little different than arthroscopic. So, surgery. well, yeah, yeah. Like I, mean, I guess for the people listening, if you don't know what an arthroscopic knee surgery is, it's just it's basically uh, a small incision is made in the knee, mm-hmm. and the doctor sends an arthroscope or tiny camera into the hole. Um, to see the knee so they can use small instruments to cut tissue and yeah. clean it up and basically little things like that. So Yeah, just kind of just kind of tidy things up. Tidy things up. Right? If there's like scar tissue or tissue needs to be removed that it's causing pain, that, that you can do this this type of surgery mm-hmm. to supposedly help the, the, the patient. Well, and that's the thing. Like what they're finding out now is that in a lot of cases, it's not necessary. And when you're talking... Um, about a surgical procedure that often will cost an average of $1,300 per arthroscopic, uh, you know, yep. routine, then, uh, you know, it figures into our healthcare budget about $31 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's known to not have many long-term benefits. Yeah, it's this, there's a panel of physicians physiotherapists and academics reviewed 13 randomized trials with control groups and found out that the patients who underwent the surgery um, had the same outcomes as those who who didn't. Yeah. Well, and that's that's one of the things, right? You can get this procedure done and then maybe two, three years later, uh, Mm -hmm. one of the deeper issues uh, that that was causing the knee pain and, and forced the procedure to begin with, such as arthritis and stuff like that, it's not as effective in those cases. And that's where we need to, as as a healthcare industry, really make those calls and say what is going to be most beneficial for the patient. Mm-hmm. Because they've shown that arthroscopic surgery is effective for athletes, people who have had trauma to the knee and, um, you know, are... are getting back to activities of normal living and, and their sport. But as far as it goes for uh, many people uh, who are showing the signs of aging, arthritis, just wear and tear on the joint after 50, 60 years, it's it's proven to not be as as effective. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, coming out of McMaster University. So, it, it, And uh, one of the things is that people, some people don't like surgery, right? Some yeah. people don't want to go under the knife. They don't, they don't, they are scared of it, but... This procedure is attractive to those individuals because it's very um, minimally invasive, um, generally has a very low risk for, for any other implications. Yeah. So um, it's kind of like it's worth a shot. You know, you think, okay, it's not going to really, I'm not going to be scared about it. I, I can I can do this and I'm not going to have any consequences. So well, but and what, does some of the this, cost though? Yeah. And does some of this fall on the doctors who maybe are saying, look, let's do this for now and... I'll deal with this case in in four or five years when mm-hmm. it gets to an unbearable point again. In which place, in which case, they would probably need a full knee replacement. Exactly, and that's that's what it's saying in this article. It's saying that you know, after time, after the surgery, sure, people feel good for a small period of time, but uh, it just stems right back again, and, yeah. and you got to nip that right in the bud and. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... well, this panel um, did research in Ontario alone and found that 27,000 people who had the procedure in 2013, 90% of those procedures were because of arthritis. Mm-hmm. And these research is saying that you can't really fix this problem with arthroscopic knee surgery if right. you have arthritis. So 90% of these surgeries were useless, potentially. 
So 90% of 27,000 and then times that number that you get by $1,300. Mm-hmm. Woo. That's a lot. A, lot, a lot of money we could be saving, right? Okay. And Pete, what are the ways to combat arthritis? We know them very well. Exercise and nutrition. I mean, shedding unnecessary pounds mm-hmm. is going to alleviate pressure at those joints. Uh, actually, for every pound you lose, I think it's about four pounds of pressure off of your knee joint overall. Exactly. Which, you know, is tremendous. And uh, eating properly, like we need to make sure that we aren't consuming high fat, high sugar diets because that's what's going to continue to pour the weight on us, right? Mm -hmm. So Exactly. And, you know, and if you are dealing with this pain and you're you're just thinking of what you have to do, obviously exercise nutrition, like we just spoke of, but you may eventually have to go to the knee replacement. Like these small procedures Mm -hmm. are just, they're costing money and costing money, but they're not doing anything and you're not getting anywhere. And you might have to be in in line for a knee replacement and that might be the only alternative. So, but it's, you know, ideally you don't want to get to that point in your life. Mm -hmm. You want to try to be preventative and avoid anything that could cause those situations. So, and that's why we're here. There's one way to look at this. And I mean, I think you always need to have an open mind and it's easy for us to say, look, we pay a lot of taxes. Like the government should fix us when we're broken uh, and unhealthy and unwell. And that's all good. But uh, always consider the numbers. Don't just consider it's an endless pocket because our country is in debt. Um, if it was uh, $1,300 of your own money mm-hmm. and you were told that it would only be effective for a couple of years or whatever, would you spend it? Would you fork over that money? Uh, you know, it might make you think twice about it. And certainly our neighbors to the South have to have to deal with those decisions every day. And mm-hmm. that's just uh, uh, based on their system. And, and I know a lot of people overseas have to deal with that too. Uh, but yeah, so... There's a lot that goes into these uh, things, and I think oftentimes uh, our healthcare system sometimes will jump the gun and say, "Look, I think we take advantage of it a little bit." We do, and right. that goes for walk-in clinics as well. You know, um, or not just say walk-in clinic. I meant to say emergency. Right. Emergency rooms, you know. We think it's an emergency. And we go to the emergency and we're waiting there with a cold or a cough and we think it's a serious thing. Well, the next person has a broken leg mm-hmm. and you're in front of them. You know, obviously there's priority for certain things, but I mean, you're putting a strain on the system. Take care of yourself. Yes. You know, put put yourself at a priority, take care of yourself, and you won't have to fall into these situations where you're dealing with arthroscopic knee surgery mm-hmm. or standing in the eMERGE line when you really shouldn't be, it should be a walk-in clinic and things like that. Absolutely. So if you want to take care of yourself, again, just like I said in the first half of the show, visit medpoint.ca. We would love to have you in. We can give you a tour of uh, our facilities. You can come and see us at the Byron Gym. You can drop by the pediatric clinic in Byron or come to headquarters downtown London, City Plaza. Uh, That's all for the show today. Peter, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Ronnie. A lot of good articles that we talked about. And if you have any more questions, feel free to drop us an email, ron at medpoint.ca or peter at medpoint.ca. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and I want to wish everybody a great weekend. Cheers. Take care.